This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Inside Story on BFM 89.9. Good evening. You are with Lee Chui Lin and Sharad Kutin. Tonight, a light one. A tweet recently went viral ranking 175 monks in the Greater Klang Valley area from best to worst. So we're going to be discussing that and exploring, exploring what makes a mall good or bad and why mall culture is so strong in Malaysia. We want to hear from you though, what is your favourite and least favourite mall and why? That number to call is 7733-2900, tweet us at BFM Radio and send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our U-Mobile number 018-789-8899. This is Inside Story. It is 6.07. So, uh, let's start off with the tweet itself, right? So, um, someone on X, Slain Thayer, posted a thread about the 175 malls in Greater Klang Valley and ranked them from best to worst. Um, they put all the malls into seven categories, which I will take you through very shortly. Uh, before that, though, worth saying... I think the fact that there are 175 malls within the Klang Valley area itself is worth kind of sitting with and pondering on because we are also going to be talking today about mall culture. And a big part of why mall culture is such a is such a thing is partly it's kind of a, I think it's a chicken and egg, right? People keep creating malls because they think people want to go. Um, people keep going because there are malls and it's very hot outside and, you know, malls are a one-stop shop for a lot of things. So... 175, that's a lot. Yes, but you know, we're actually a large um, population here. Catchment area, yes, yes, it's true. I think about 7 million. I I can't remember, the numbers seem to vary, but I do believe we are actually um, in that kind of range, right? And we're spread quite a bit. But I must say, Lynn, when I did see 175, I was shocked. Not only that there are so many malls, that this person was committed enough to actually visiting these malls. And I, I wonder, was this partly for work or just a kind of uh, magnificent obsession? I mean, I well, we can talk about this later, but I get it. Um, I've always had a fascination, not so much with the successful malls. I love dead malls. Give me a good dead mall to wander around in and wonder what happened. And, you know, I, I just really enjoy it. So I kind of I get it. I think also malls and being a mall rat and just mall culture is a very big thing. So I'm not surprised that somebody took, actually, I don't know how long. I'd be curious to know how long it actually took them. But there are seven categories. So there is the S tier. So this is, you know, best mall overall, go-to mall for tourists and locals. There's the A tier, which is a the best regional malls, the go-to malls within a 10-kilometer radius. Then, of course, B tier, decent regional mall, good neighborhood mall, go-to mall for people within 2km. Uh, C tier, okay, default ranking if it doesn't stand out, either good or bad. The D tier is a bad mall because there's something missing or wrong. E is... Um, <laughs> I don't you know how to, to describe this. Mati segan hidup tak mau, which is sort of um, too embarrassed to die, but unable to live kind of mall. Um, And then the F tier, which is I'm surprised that there are still shops here. So that is, so S and then A to F. And um, I think maybe people will want to know on the extremes, right? So Wanutama, Sunway Pyramid, Mid Valley Mega Mall, Pavilion, KL and Surya KLCC uh, were included as the best 
not included, were in fact the best overall malls, while the worst malls um, included places like uh, One Shamalin, um, Evolve and Glow Damansara. Yeah, it's fine that you mentioned Glow Damansara because it's the, the, um, the odd fact about Glow Damansara is in fact, it's a, it's a neighborhood mall for me because it's just around the corner. In fact, I, I seem to be at the confluence of many malls, Erlin. Uh, but I, it's a mall I go you to because of just near one 17. fact. 17 here is ranked as a uh, C mall. mall. Yeah. Oh, 70 Mall is in the list? It's in the list and it's ranked under C, which is uh, neither a standout, you know, kind of neither good nor bad. All right. But I also you know, witnessed the death of a mall. So SS2 Mall was there. And then it wasn't there. And I used to go there. But I, I, like you, I think there's a strange kind of post-apocalyptic feel about dead and dying malls. But Glow Diamond Sarah, I just want to mention that because there's one good restaurant there. And I think that for me, that's enough, though. I'm always shocked by how empty the mall is. And I'm not, and I'm not sure why, except for the... The obvious reason is that there's a glut of malls. You're talking about empty in terms of occupancy, right? Because that's really point mm. number one. There isn't going to be foot traffic if there isn't occupancy. That That's just kind of yeah, how it no, works. I mean, there's, there's no, no reason to be there. There are no shops. Right? Yes. Um, and so I think when you're talking about a space like, well, the, the malls in the F category, it's not just that there isn't foot traffic. It's actually a lot to do with the fact that there simply aren't occupants and therefore people aren't going. Um, but I think before we kind of dive into what people are saying, it's also worth talking about our own personal understanding of what makes for a good or a bad mall. How do you think of good malls? Well, easy to navigate, uh, has enough uh, uh, of shops that I want to go to, I guess, Um I don't really like the big, big malls. I think I must say that even though one of them is very good and has all this variety and all that, it's just too big for me. I, I like the me- medium-sized malls, so I can say that. Um, I like, uh, so, you know, BFM used to be a, um, situated next to uh, Centerpoint Mall, which is a kind of strange non-mall mall in, in its design. There's, you know, kind of a fresh air kind of uh, middle part of it. Um, Kind of, I, I like that. I, so that's for me nice. So kind of easy to navigate, human scale, uh, with enough uh, of shopping that I can do. Yeah, I, I think we're <laughs> quite close. Um, but I like a bigger mall. I like being able to walk and wander. Um, I like miles because some of them are like. like so I, I'm a little bit um, hostage to one of them. <laughs> I, I say that like it's a bad thing, but I grew up there. My teenage years were spent um, uh-huh. there when it was still just one wing, right? And so because of that, as I've seen it expand over the years into the behemoth that it currently is, I, I'm just very beholden to the place. I, I used to boast that I knew it like the back of my hand. I don't know why that was a boast even. Um, but baby, Because you can get lost in it. It is quite bewildering. I, I find myself thinking that I've understood Wanutama and then I get lost. Um, yeah, I, I think now there are new sort of channels and, and side streets. I like that. So I like the idea that despite the fact that a mall is often a very circumscribed place, you know that there's going to be a high street fashion brand, you know that there's going to be a grocer's, several pharmacies, despite the fact that you have these kind of stalwarts of, of malls. Um, I like the idea that there can be something surprising and a mall needs to be somewhat big enough for, for that element of surprise to be there. Um, bad malls, on the other hand, you and I, I think, have an equal fascination with this. I love a bad mall. Sometimes it's just because from the beginning, you can tell the architecture is just crazy um, that this place was never meant to survive. Um, other times, I think it's just the glut. There, there are too many and this one couldn't compete. But I have a fondness for malls from 
uh, the 80s and 90s that remain standing and crumbling and, you know, just slowly kind of withering away, but are still there. I like going to those places. Right. Well, it is the 90s. That's when it emerged. So I kind of grew up before malls were a big thing. And even before malls, we had the advent of departmental stores, right? So those were the kind of precursor to the malls. And then we had all these kind of like malls that were with lots of lots of little shops and stuff uh, before we got to the kind of contemporary style mall. But I do think that um, between a fascination for the dead mall, I, I watched SS2 Mall die. I mean, because it literally live across the road from it. And it's now like a graveyard of... Um, bicycles. Bicycles, yeah. yeah. Those, uh, you know, those renter bicycle yes. thing, right? Yes. I don't know why they're parked there. Uh, you can still kind of skirt it, but okay. So there's that kind of post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, you know, post-Chernobyl type feel about <laughs> SS2 Mall, you know. Um, nothing radioactive. I'm not accusing anybody of leaving, dumping poisonous radioactive material in. But I do feel that it does have that feeling that this was a place that was that had people and suddenly it was abandoned, right? Uh, but um, the other thing I do find is that because mall architecture in Malaysia is really generally very boring, uh, that the malls that don't conform, like Center Point Mall, or I just went to Chitta Mall. Have you ever been to Chitta? Yes, yes, of course. It's kind of odd, right? It has it's, a kind of a wide sweep and it's low. Um, it's wide, it's low, it's also open air. So I'm getting a sense that you like an open air mall because it is also very open air. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I don't mind the fact that it's not fully air conditioned. I mean, I don't feel I need that. There's nice flow. So I don't know why Malaysian malls haven't embraced the tropics. Yeah, uh, well, that's true. That's true. Um, part of it, I think, is also just space. But anyway, we'll come back to all these points after this and also to the many messages that are already coming in. Um, we are talking today about best and worst shopping malls. And the reason for it is because some brave soul took it upon themselves to go to all 175 malls in the Greater Klang Valley and rank them from best to worst. So we're talking about all of that and asking you what is your favourite and least favourite malls, best or worst, why? You can call double seven. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. It is coming up to 6.18 and you are listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sherrod and it's Talk Back today, all about shopping malls um, because there was a list that was tweeted of 175 malls in the Klang Valley, greater Klang Valley area, ranked from best to worst or uh, S and then A to F. S, I assume, super or superlative. And then um, A to F is self-explanatory, right? A pretty good, and then onwards and downwards all the way to dead malls. So let us know, um, what is your best and worst mall, favourite, least favourite, why so? Uh, that number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can also send us a voice note 018-789-8899 same number to send us a WhatsApp. You can tweet us as well at BFM Radio. Um, Sharad, you were talking earlier about mall design and I'm actually kind of interested to get to this one because Azami says... I love Subang Parade. Moderate, unpretentious, so-so, but dying. 
Yeah, I don't know why it's dying, but I mean, like, I don't go to Subang Jaya, uh, sorry, Subang uh, Jaya very often. But I remember the old one, uh, old uh, Subang Parade before it was kind of refurbished. It's and, still kind. I mean, at this point, I mean, they try to find kind of connections and bridges, <laughs> right? I mean, the, so it's a kind of long mall, but it, they try to kind of that slanty yes. bridges across, which I think is interesting design. Um, they've also got those glass bubble lifts, which I loved going up in when I was a child. Oh, did they? Okay, yeah. I didn't. Go. So, but you know, um, yeah. Why a mall dies? I think is a complex uh, story, but uh, unpretentious. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I think it, it. You know, it's not a pavilion. Oh, uh, but I, I say with air quotes. <laughs> you did, um, but you know, I I'm reminded also of what malls used to be because I, I really am a child of the mall. I, I think for for me, a big part of uh, hanging out with my family day, a big part of family days, were going out to new malls. You know, having lunch or. You know, just kind of going around. And I think it's something that a lot of people still do for a variety of reasons. Malls are one-stop shops. They're easy. You can park there. You know, it's all sorts of reasons why families continue to go. And um, Subang Parade, for me, is a combination of so many things. It's the... Um, it's the fact that for a very long time, I think there weren't other Toys R Us's. So um, it was a big deal for me to go there because of that one shop where I knew I would be able to okay, so get they... rejected several times by my parents. <laughs> they didn't reject you. They just rejected your choice of gifts yes. for uh, yourself. Um, that, uh, but also they had a small... Um, theme park, indoor theme park upstairs. And that used to be a thing in a lot of malls that there would be very random, you know, kind of tiny, tiny theme parks that were great places for kids. Right. So the anchor tenant is very important that the um, the placemaking happened, not just to the anchor tenant, but also like these attempts to uh, like, OK, one of my favourite malls is Amcop Mall. Me too. Right? So yes. it's weird because it's kind of old style. It's kind of, you know, but it has all the flea market. The flea market, I think, sort of brought life back to it because uh, I always go there for my optician. So I, I can't somehow pry myself away from these opticians. But anyway. Um, but also the reason why that mall became more interesting is partly because the flea market and certain vintage stores created a reputation for the mall as that kind of place, which then enabled other shops to open up with the same kind of air of things, right? So now there's a lot of secondhand stuff. There are antiques, yeah, yeah. there are books. So it's a, a certain stamp, kind of mall. The stamps and yes. coins and, and yes, so that all, that's true, you know. So the character, and then I, I think there's some malls that try to engineer themselves around some theme. So uh, Section 70, where I live, it's across from Jaya 1, and then they had the school, which I guess is a kind of mall, but, you know, try to... Uh, work that theme out. I know a lot of people actually who worked in sort of placemaking and tried to bring life uh, to uh, the mall. SS2 Mall had a theatre. I don't even remember this. They actually had a theatre. Not a movie theatre, but a theatre. Yeah, like a, you know, yeah, like theatrical arts, you know, like (laughs) people prancing about on stage. And uh, I think it was more like a black box. And, uh, but that wasn't enough, right? You know, I think uh, malls like the high-end Publica also attempt to do a lot of placemaking or events or, you know, and such in order to generate interest and get people to come from further afield to what otherwise might be just a high-end neighbourhood mall. Um, Daniel says, my favourite mall is, I haven't been to this one, Mid Valley South Key, and that's in JB. Least favourite mall, uh, Leisure Mall Cheras. Well, I haven't been to either, Daniel. I have been to Leisure Mall, but a very, very long time ago. I, I, I haven't found myself in a mall in Cheras for quite a while. Yeah? Oh, 
Mm, Shiraz. No, I haven't been. But Daniel, I come from JB, and when I grew up, there were no malls, but I did see the, the beginnings of departmental stores there. But today, there's entire areas uh, being redesigned uh, with, I think, Singaporeans in mind, uh, primarily. So the creation of these big malls, I think there's uh, kind of in, you know, is the Lumba Kuda... That area where, in fact, there's going to be that RTS, I think it's called, uh, going through it and all that. So very interesting developments in JB, uh, which is such a contrast to the old city. But, well, that's another story. Um, Steve has an interesting point. Steve says, firstly, Glo Damansara, I never went. Um, Atria for me is back to Deja Vu as I was studying in KDU before. Uh, I go to those malls to watch movies and have a meal. And that's a reference to preferring to go to Paradigm and Tropicana City Mall because it's not so crowded. Now, um, this whole go to not so crowded malls to watch a movie is a real thing if you are blessed enough to live near a mall with a good cinema that is for some reason as yet undiscovered by the hordes. It is a great thing. It is a great gift, although you will spend your life worrying about their survival. Um, but I, I find this not-so-crowded thing interesting because for me, it cuts both ways. I feel like a mall, in order to feel like you're having a day out, has to have a certain... Buzz? Amount of people, yes, and, and buzz. Um, you don't want so many uh, or so, so much that... Um, you can't move or you feel like you can't breathe, but neither do you want so few that you wonder where everybody is. Yeah, you wonder where everybody is. Uh, there's a sense of desperation in the air from the re from the people who run the stores. You know, you don't know how much turnover there is with the restaurants. And so will things be fresh? Um, you know, so yeah, you do need people to keep malls alive. And well, I know a mall that I used to go to that was re-upgraded. That is uh, Jaya Shopping Centre. It used to be a kind of like. A vintage mall. I mean, yes. it was from a time with the supermarket, right? And the Delhi France, if anybody remembers those days. And then they refurbished it. And then we had that terrible industrial action accident that killed, you know, I don't know, seven uh, foreign workers. But then, and then it's come back to life. And it does have a small cinema. But I worry about... Well, because I went to watch Raintown the other day, just there in TGV, um, in Jaya uh, uh, Shopping Centre. But, you know, I wish they maybe kind of Put them, made themselves an art house cinema, but that's asking for too much, I guess. Ah, so this is the thing, right? If a mall is already maybe not doing so well, are we demanding way too much <laughs> to then <laughs> ask them to create a performance <laughs> space? Oh, no, oh, you know, but it's supposed to bring people, right? So it's near universities. You think an art, uh, art house movie cinema would work? Maybe just one, one screen, because I think the... Okay, but this is another conversation where I feel... It's like the what is the fair that we um, we get is so boring. It's it's like the same movies are being shown in every cinema. Uh, so you know why go one or the or the other? I mean, there's no nothing special about the cinemas. I'm trying to find where GMBB is um, in oh. this in this list. Um, I will get back to everybody once I found it. Because I went for a theater performance at yes. GMBB just um, recently. But GMBB has premised its entire existence on kind of artiness, right? Um, yeah. the, it's not really a shopping centre as much as it is a place that was built like a shopping centre that is now serving as some retail and then art, right? Because there's um, there, there are exhibitions that happen, people showcase small kind of sections of shop lots worth of art. Um, and then you can buy 
a few things, but by most measures of what we consider a mall, I'm not going to be able to walk in there and walk out with a with a first aid kit. You know, that there's nowhere for me to get first aid kit, detergent and some rice. You know, it, it's not really that kind of space. It's not in the list, I want to say. I haven't found Could it yet. Could this person have uh, missed it out? Maybe so, but... Hmm. Um, but I think that's almost like what you're suggesting, maybe a not so extreme version of something like a GMBB, but something like that. Yeah, I was actually quite surprised that as I got more information about GMBB, well, rather through, you know, um, sort of like Orang Asli Art Collective or something like that, you know, they say, oh, it's a GMBB. And so I was like, oh, this is really curious. Uh, but the, or a textile shop, you know, uh, you know, Tanoti, I think, you know, from Sarawak was had some presence there, if I'm not mistaken. And so, yeah, but um, I was surprised when I did, in fact, go to the uh, theatre space there. It is literally like, you know, a black box. So it's a, it's not a proscenium art kind of, you know, theatre, theatre. But, uh, and I don't know, they, they have a special uh, price for their tenants so that it encourages theatre groups to um, to place themselves there. Well, uh, Lok says another dying zombie mall is the Datum at Gelatic. And uh, I haven't been there, but I did find it on the list. So I think that they rated Datum as a, a D, actually. So not that bad. Um, that In, in oh. this person's categorization, D means um, a mall that is not great, something is missing, but it's not dead. So may- maybe a new report on the ground <laughs> is needed for that mall. Yeah, so look, what, what do you think is missing? Is, is that how you feel? That uh, is it just missing people, or is it, <laughs> or is it missing live people as to we as opposed to the living dead, which is a kind of people, but I don't think they have uh, money. Keep those thoughts coming. Um, we are going to be spending a lot of the show today talking about shopping malls. Um, we want to know what is your favourite and least favourite mall, best and worst, and why. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. It is 6.38 and you're listening to Insight Story with Lynn and Sherrod, who, uh, both of whom I think are quite pleased with um, today's chat. Because, I think they are. Uh, yes, I think they are. They're so pleased. They're speaking about themselves in the third. But um, we are talking today about shopping centres. And this is because there was a thread posted on X about the, count them, 175 malls in the Greater Klang Valley, ranking them from best to worst. So I'm just going to reiterate the tiers because it's worth saying. Um, the S tier is the supreme tier. Oh, maybe that's what it stands for. Um, the best overall mall. And then after that, it goes from A all the way down to F. Pretty self-explanatory. A being, you know, best regional. Then B is decent. C is okay. D is bad because there's something missing. E is really not great. F is dead. So we're asking you for your thoughts. Um, what are some of your favourite, least favourite malls, best, worst, why? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. We do have a voice note. This is Sylvia. My least favourite shopping mall is Lot 10 for three reasons. Number one, it's because you still have to pay for the toilet, have to pay 50 cents to use any toilet. Number two, because the parking system still uses cash, you cannot use touch and go or any uh, credit card or debit card. And number three, because there are no 
uh, ATMs available. So if you have no money, you cannot pay parking and you cannot pay the toilet. And you have to go to any other shopping mall to get the cash. And then if you get a 50 ringgit note, you have to buy something just to get changed to pay for the toilet and the parking. That's horrible. Sylvia, what's the best though? <laughs> you sent yeah. us. You just sent us your worst. Um, I okay. I have to admit that I have had very similar experiences in lot ten, uh, specifically to do with parking. By the way, don't get me started on the lottery that is parking in the Golden Triangle because there is this kind of arms race with trying to figure out where you're going to get the best bang for buck in what is a very expensive place to drive. So I get it, but also in general, um. I think actually malls are in an interesting technological space at the moment because you're seeing people try and transition to um, cashless parking. You're seeing all sorts of attempts to head in that direction. But it's also in many spaces not standardised, um, even in the same mall. And so actually, I think some of these issues are shared by others. Yeah, but I must say that I remember Lot 10 because it's actually one of the older new malls. Uh, yes. it's, yeah. um, it had a great bookstore. Uh, and I remember I can't remember what the name of the bookstore though was. I don't know if I've ever known it to have a bookstore. Mm. And oh. then they had um they had a theater too. <laughs> Upstairs, <laughs> there and, is a theme with you. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's true. I think one of the reasons I went there was the theater uh, space. Um, I'm trying to think of what it was now. It's such a long time ago. It's like 20 years ago. But the other thing about Lot 10 is that it's stuck in the middle of this really busy, vibrant area, and so that's something that other malls don't always have, right? Sometimes malls are just like standalone and it's just you know self enclosed world upon itself. But um, something like Lot 10 just feeds into the vibrance of, uh, of Bukit Bintang. Um, we also have... Um, okay, Lok is back to talk about Datum um, because earlier we asked... Or what datum. Is, or, or datum, you're right. Um, and, <laughs> I don't know, probably datum. But I... um, and we asked what's the issue and Lok says, people are missing. I was there over the weekend and the whole mall had literally less than 100 people, not counting the staff. The mall is brand new and super clean, but no people. Yeah, um, you know, and you know, you said Lynn earlier. Look, you, you worry, right? When you go to a mall that that's potentially very nice, but it doesn't have people. Is the question is, uh, will it survive? Because uh, we do know malls can die and and do die. So then the question is also, you know, because um, I went to uh, what did I say, Chita Mall uh, recently, and uh, there were a lot of people though. I must say, it had a lot of people, but they weren't always in the shops. And I think that's something else, right? There's a there's also a lot of uh, kind of like window shopping that goes on and people are kind of shuffling about and dragging their kids about and all that. But if the mall doesn't and the retailers and the owners don't get enough um, traffic into their shops and people aren't purchasing things, then how do they survive? We also have a caller with us. Um, we've got Chris. Chris, good evening. What are your thoughts? Hi, good evening. I have my favorite mall would be Mid Valley. Okay, why? Okay. Uh, I think there's a good amount of parking space in both Gardens and Mid Valley. I think the prices there are relatively okay. It's not very expensive compared to like Bukitin Town or PRS. And my worst mall, this is a controversial one, is actually One U <gasps> and Kira Central. Oh, did you hear Lynn Gas? <laughs> 
Did you hear her gasp? Very offended. <laughs> but I want to ask you, um, you know, since you like Mid Valley, and I did go to Mid Valley a lot, partly because uh, I went for the movies. So the movies were a very big part of my experience at Mid, uh, Mid Valley. Is it for you as well? Or are there other reasons that, um, that, I mean, do you have to go far to get to it? Uh, yeah, I think Mid Valley has everything you need from uh, supermarkets to things family can do to a cinema and there's also gardens which is a little bit more pricier for people who want to spend. Yeah. Chris, thank you so much for calling and for sharing. Uh, you're not alone actually in the Mid Valley love. Um, I'm trying to find the folks who are really into it um, because ah so Neil says Mega Mall Garden a massive amount of retail generally good pricing Chris says now that I'm a parent I rate malls based on their baby rooms my top pick gardens clean big plentiful very atas yeah, very atas, right? So you almost expect them to be selling those high-end detergents, you know, and not detergents, soaps and, and um, you know, f- uh, what hand sanitizers. But I, I see gardens is interesting for me because it is very atas. It does have some really nice retail, uh, you know, uh, shops, that, you know, that I, I might go to. But it does seem a bit empty. So I, I do think I... Against a mid-valley, which seems really bustling, like, you know, you're having trouble getting onto the, the escalator, there's a bit of a jam there, but it does have a feel, and especially if you like people watching, then I would say definitely mid-valley over a garden. But can I say that I like the fact that they are both together? So um, I, I'm quite appreciative of the fact that you can take a break from the bustle and sometimes insanity, especially when there's an expo happening in mid-valleys, that's a separate subject, but um, that you can take a little bit of a break and have a, a breather, a literal breather sometimes it feels like, um, in the space and quiet of gardens and then you go back. They're sounding like an ad, but, but it's yeah. also it's, it's a genuine thing. Anything. And by the way, this this survey is completely subjective and you know, which is why we're asking you, you know, what you like and don't like, because if you did the survey of 175 uh, malls across the Greater <laughs> Klang Valley, how would you rate it? So um Neil, by the way, adds on parking is massive and cheap, a couple of bucks for three to four hours. Before we take a quick break, I want to talk about that because I think that parking, um, I I mentioned this earlier, I drive. uh, And so to me, it's something I really do think about. It's something I'm forced to consider. Um, I love taking public transport when I can to a mall. They're not all that well connected. Uh, But KL malls, in particular KLKL, old KL malls, are famed for the terrible parking, right? Where it's cramped, it's small, um, It's built with a very small footprint and so you're either stuck going up levels and levels and levels to wedge yourself into like a kanchil sized (laughs) parking or whatever. And so I uh, I agree with you, Neil. There's something to be said for massive car parks. Yeah, but uh, Neil, I don't know if you ever had this because while I don't drive, I do go with friends who have cars because that's the way I, you know, hitch uh, <laughs> a ride and, and not have to pay in terms of a carbon footprint. But getting lost. I mean, I have had... I don't know. In Mid Valley itself, I think I have at least two occasions when we had to hail the person down, you know, one of those attendants, to find the car because my friend had forgotten to kind of take note of where he had parked. Um, and and then you know, then the big the scale of the car park actually becomes really more bane than you know uh, a benefit. 
keep those thoughts coming. Best and worst malls. Favourite, least favourite. Call it what you want. We want to know what they are and why. You can call 7733-2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 6.48 and this is Inside Story with Lynn and Sherrod talking about shopping malls. Lots of thoughts flooding in. We are asking you for favourite and least favourite malls, best and worst and why, crucially. You can call 7733-2900, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. It is time, I think, to get to... Um, Okay, if I gasped at Wanutama earlier, um, I have complicated feelings about Sunway Pyramid, but a lot of people love. So um, Matthew says Sunway Pyramid has the best parking system and kids' toilet. Steve says for me the best mall is Sunway Pyramid. <laughs> In fact, I'm on the way there now. The mall has a very good portfolio for shopping and entertainment. It's easy to navigate because it's a big square layout. If you're lost, you walk straight, you end up where you started. And the parking is relatively efficient. The parking-based sensor lights actually work. Uh, the number plate recognition system is quick and reliable and there are multiple ways to pay for parking. Wan Siang also says Sunway Pyramid because it used to and has been a mall that always welcomes the maiden outlets of foreign snack brands um, such as the recent Potato Corner Iget 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 Lab um, it's also the closest the closest big mall from Klang, Shah Alam and Subang, so we can proudly stay out of KL on weekends. However, I must say PJ malls are pretty good, considering the close proximity to popular shop plot areas and from one mall to another. When you're in PJ, especially the Damansara, Damansara area, you can definitely get movie tickets. All right, and now for Munif, who's just like being quite definitive about it. Sunway Pyramid is hands down the best mall. Easy parking payment system, perfectly simple looped path with four dis distinct atriums for organic wayfinding, a good variety of retail and F&B tied to a swanky hotel and theme park while also having varied activities like bowling, archery and ice skating. Also, that admittedly tacky but totally concept appropriate and memorable design is the icing. Uh, P.S. I always hear people complain that they get lost in Sunway Pyramid. It is a loop, people. It is like a hamster getting lost Lost in a hamster wheel. Do better. Pyramid is the goat. <laughs> okay. Oh, so yeah. Well, okay. I admit if I have been to Sunway Pyramid. Okay. I think what <laughs> that I you know and you for, I exactly understand exactly what you're saying about why it appeals to people, why it's great, and so on and so forth. But it, because it attracts so many people, I, I think it's one of those places I wouldn't go to. It's just too much, too big too popular, um, and, and all the things that you say that is good about it are the things that I might sort of find uh, repelling. I mean, not in the kind of e-repelling, but just repelling because I, I find it stressful to be with so many people. And if I was going to eat, I really ever choose a restaurant that's in a mall. Ah, uh, Yes, uh, this is actually its own thing. I find it hard to eat in malls um, for a variety of reasons. Partly also, it's become a little bit staid. Um, I feel like you get the same choices everywhere and that's something. My feelings about Pyramid are actually very similar to yours, Sherrod. Every time I go, I'm quite blown away by um, the things that people are talking about. I like the retail mix. I think that the parking is very good, albeit very crowded. Um, I struggle with the crowds. I, I really do. I think part of it is also I don't live near enough to to justify it as a pop-in, pop-out. Um, if I'm there, it means I've driven there expressly to be there. And so um, getting... So, so what about those new restaurants, though? I mean, if, if, a, if, if there's a line, I lose interest. Uh, and often when something is new, it yeah. has a line. If it's a line and a chain. 
I tend to lose interest. If it's not a chain, then okay, fine. But mm-hmm. um, otherwise, I don't know. We've also got a caller with us. We've got Nurul. Nurul, good evening. What are your thoughts? Good evening. Hi. Uh, great topic, by the way. Is this, uh, I just want to share my thoughts because of uh, the technicality of the layout of the mall. You were just talking about preference, right? Mm. So mine would come uh, from the perspective of how the mall is being laid and the way the way 5D system has been uh, done or designed. So the first pick, the worst mall I could say, it would be a public car mall. Um, I would feel uh, the, the whole concept of public car mall is great. It is an art mall, isn't it? It's very community-centric. Yes. But the wayfinding is like the worst ever. <laughs> you can go to the mall every day, but you still find yourself lost. So I think if uh, the, the mall operator is listening, which I hope, Probably just back up on the on the on the wayfinding system. So sometimes, like the mall, I feel it has to be humane. It has to be understood once you're inside the mall, where to go, what's happening. So those those directories actually really important. Nuru, can I ask you a question? I mean, do you yeah, do you have a theory about why malls don't get things like wayfinding right? Why are they? Well, why why is that a slip up? Could you consider how important it is? Yeah, because um, it depends on the costing as well. Because sometimes to pull in another expert, wayfinding expert, comes with a cost. Um, so some some mall mall developer they don't see the need of it. It's all about you know the NFA. What can you sell? How much money you can get? How much rent you can get? But then again, it goes back to the comfort of the of the mall visitors. So the further you make them feel inside the mall, the lesser they spend the time inside it. So I think in the near future, probably in Malaysia, they don't have that awareness just yet of actually really getting a good wayfinder specialist and really test it out. So, so probably just that's just my opinion, not one of it. Neural, thank you so much for calling and sharing. Actually, you're really not alone in this. Um, Hanif says, favourite mall, Wanudama, will return to that. Probably due to living in the area for the past 25 years. Haha. <laughs> Least favourite would be Publica because of the very, very confusing layout. So I, I think that um, the ability to find your way in a space is key. And actually, this comment about this particular mall, I think is not the first time that they've heard that. Now, moving on to our next caller, Jay. Jay, good evening. What are your thoughts? Hello there. Uh, are we still on the topic of like the worst malls ever? Yes. <laughs> yes, we are still. And best, and best, <laughs> best to be fair. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, this is like one mall that I want to point out. Okay. Big, the one big problem, and I'm pretty sure people in Subang can really relate to this. When it comes to traffic, like if you read it, like it, it always occurs during like peak hours. It will be so jammed. And ironically, right now, I am stuck in the jam in front of the mall itself, trying to get home. <laughs> this is where the intersection of, like, where everyone is, like, you know, going back home. Like, because it's, like, a very crowded area, especially for, like, transport, like, cars and stuff. And but, but, Jay, is it the fault of the mall? And, and if we were to kind of like talk about the interiors of the mall, I mean, is it something you don't like as well? Oh, okay. In terms of interior, so well, the the Damon Mall itself is they don't really have much to offer, and like I would say, the toilets aren't really uh, could be better, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I I but, I think that um, actually 
the I've been there. It seems big, but um, it, it's relatively empty still, or at least it was when I was there. Oh, it's still empty. Mm. Like uh, I can tell you that even during like peak hours, there's not much people there. Mainly, people would just go there for like maybe like uh, just like a sukiya there. There's some uh, variety of food options there, but um, yeah, I'd say the mall doesn't really have much options if you were to go there for like uh, dinner or some sort. Yeah, and another thing I would like to point out is that. Every time I would like, I wanted to order a grab, like when I'm at that mall and I want to go home, the uh, navigational system, like the GPS, they would always confuse the grab riders, and like it would take like from five minutes to fifteen minutes, depending on how well the driver knows the road. And if they're new to that road, well, yeah, you'll most likely you'll end up having to wait a fifteen-minute ride just for the uh, grab riders to like come pick you up. Because it's so confusing. Like, the GPS isn't really that right in the area. Jay, thank you so much for calling. Um, I, I think it's... I think actually this gets at the heart of why some malls end up not working out. Um, I'm not saying that this mall in particular, uh, Daman, is, is not going to, but I know the area and it is in a space where traffic, um, it's in a former, I guess, still industrial area. And I think traffic is difficult. And sometimes even if, even with the best of all arrangements, if it's actually hard to get there, Never mind how good the parking is or whatever, but it's diffi- if it's difficult for me to even get inside or if I have to pass it and, and stare at it and resent it for the, the traffic flow, I think that can also contribute to people just not wanting to go. Yeah, I never heard of this mall and all I kept hearing listening to Jay was Demon. Demon, I, I, Demon I, Mall, yes. I, I feel like that might have been intentional. <laughs> you know, so it's like Demon Mall? Okay. But yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously the experience. I mean, if it's if it's a slog to get to a place, if if it's difficult to navigate, if, you know, and and so on, it just makes the experience less uh, enlightening. But I, you know, but so Nurul said was so interesting because she's saying, you know, they they're they're stinging. The developers are stinging on this particular dimension, which is the experience dimension, right? Navigation of a space. Uh, really contributes so much to your experience of it. And so when you stinge on that uh, and don't get the best, uh, then you're kind of like shooting yourself in the foot, it seems. A little bit. Um, we have actually... Do we have time? Um, no, I don't think we have time right now because Munif, um, who earlier wrote that impassioned... Um, love letter <laughs> to Sunway Pyramid also has honourable mentions uh, which I think would be worth coming back to explore. Keep those thoughts coming. Keep those calls coming. Um, we're asking you what is your favourite and least favourite mall, best and worst, and why. That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. You can send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We will be back to continue this conversation after the 7 o'clock news. So keep it here on Inside Story. BFM BFM 89.9. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. To a stalled lorry on the middle lane just before the Sagambut roundabout. On the MRR2, an incident near Ampang Point is causing delays in both directions between UK Heights and Pandan Chaya. I'm Nadi Rahmat Rang. For more headlines, follow BFM News on X. You're now up to date on BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
Good evening. You are with Lynn and Sherrod, and we're continuing our conversation about the best and worst shopping malls. And then we have all things football in Just for Cakes. As always, keep those thoughts coming. That number to call, double seven double three two nine hundred. Tweet us at BFM Radio and send us a voice note or WhatsApp at our U mobile number, 18 It is 7.07. You're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sherrod. And today we are talking, as promised, about shopping centres. Um, because a, a Twitter, an ex-user, Slain Thayer, um, posted a thread about 175 malls in the Greater Klang Valley, ranking them from best to worst um, in the categories of S, or I'm going to call it Supreme, um, best overall mall. And then following that A down to F, um, A meaning yeah, good, you know, best regional mall, F all the way to zombie level, why are you surviving? How is this working? So we're asking you to weigh in. Uh, again, those numbers, call us, double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note, 018-789-8899, same number to WhatsApp, and tweet us at BFM Radio. So um, as I suspected, some people have come in um dissing <laughs> Sunway Pyramid. <laughs> but before we get there, I wanted to go back to the person who originally said Sunway Pyramid is awesome. And that's Munif, because Munif had honourable mentions saying, KLCC has the best park landscape. The gir- the curve has the best poke stop density to catch Pokemons. Sunway Putra Mall for best makeover. The modern in- exterior and interior design is a big step up from when it was simply called the mall. That's a good one. I remember that. Uh, Munif also says TRX Exchange has the best urban planning. I love how they play with split levels and it connects the city and adjacent buildings to its centerpiece park. The most environmentally friendly mall goes to Space U8, an open airspace with an unconventional foundation to passively cool its interior without needing air conditioning. It also unfortunately doubles as the deadest mall champion. Uh, the worst mall, IOI Putrajaya. The mall is as long as the Great Wall of China and then its wayfinding is a joke. There are no indications of which wing you're on, forcing you into a punishing double trek if you walk to one end and find out you just went the wrong way. Now, TRX being so new, um, I think, and with lots of people having visited in the kind of opening week frenzy has come up quite a bit. Anon says, drop by TRX Exchange Mall during CNY. Love the rooftop park. More malls in Malaysia should renovate theirs and do the same, just like in Japan and California. JW says, TRX Exchange gave me a feeling like I'm in Singapore. When I alight at the MRT, the feelings and vibes make me feel like I'm there, especially with how accessible the MRT and malls are in Singapore. Maybe because it's new, but the fact that the MRT is beneath the mall makes it unique compared to the rest. Yeah, J- I'll start with JW. I, I do think that uh, the Singapore mall experience and its public transport are so integrated, yeah. especially downtown, you know, Orchard Road, right? You just come out of the station and... And you're underneath. You're underneath and yeah. the malls live underneath. And it's like, you know, it's... Uh, I, but, you know... Okay, the point is, I mean, I think I'm not a mall rat. I mean, I, I'm listening to all these wonderful um, opinions about malls. I have been malls. to an alarming amount of malls, actually. I'm realizing <laughs> yeah. I know all of them. I know, and you have, like, really serious and thought-out <laughs> perspectives of malls. I mean, I have a few, but I don't think, you know, and Munif, I mean, you just blew me away with the, just the level of thoroughness in your in your survey. In fact, you know, it does seem like, you know, one can bring, maybe we should bring Slain Thayer into the, <laughs> into the studio and have him, exp- have him, her, I don't know, uh, they explain uh, the, um, 
the methodology, right, of coming up with this. But it, it is it is fascinating. There's so many of our lives, so much of our lives are lived through in malls that we are actually quite articulate about them. I like this one a lot from, um, okay, so I've got a series of nostalgic points. Um, Asman says, when I was young, I used to go to Yao Han, which, was Sun, which is Sunway Putra Mall now. Yao Han Mall used to have the indoor roller coaster. The best mall for me currently is my town. Everything is there. Asman, I, I know your neighbourhood <laughs> just by virtue of uh, these malls that you're talking about. But I also loved Yao Han and was so enamoured of the indoor roller coaster. Um, it was I, I couldn't wait till I was tall enough to ride it, so I'm happy it was mentioned. Um, Azami asks, is Central Market or Pasasan qualifying as a mall. It was awesome in the late 80s and early 90s with the big fish in the tank. Yeah, and they, um, yes, I don't know if uh, I have a kind of architectural uh, criterion to, dis, you know, to distinguish between a mall and what is not a mall because I guess it's the precursor, right? Central Market was a market and, yeah. and malls are markets, right? In uh, many ways, right? Yes. Um, so I... I love, I, I paired up uh, the mention of Yao Han and uh, Central Market or Pasasani because both places were very magical to me when I was a child. Um, Yao Han, because, like I said, it's a roller coaster. Um, but Pasasani really felt like a place of possibility when I was younger. It felt like anything could happen. There were restaurants, um, there were random shops, there were antiques. And, you know, I, I just have a real fondness for the place that it's hard to get by. Although, Actually, thinking about it now, I think that there is a small community. Um, there's a small community cinema there. Um, there is a supermarket. I don't know if there's a pharmacy, but if there isn't one, it's certainly nearby. They've just had a, re- a makeover. It's recent. I haven't been there yet. I've but been. You've been since yeah. the makeover? Yes, yes. Oh. So I, I'm running through what is and isn't there. They've got eateries. They've got art spaces. They've got a supermarket. I suppose it's a mall. Yeah, and you know... in. In the previous incarnation, the annex, which was just the building yes. right next to it, did have a dedicated art space. And a lot of, I think, important and interesting things happened in that space. Not just performances, but lectures. Farish No, you know, famously gave a series of lectures there. Um, it was a kind of vibrant hub. And of course, it's such an interesting space. Uh, part of the city, right? It's historical, but it's also so much about contemporary Malaysia. And alive, yeah. Um, and Azami mentioned the big fish. Uh, Su Yang says, no opinions on the malls, but the two with the best aquariums mm-hmm. <laughs> or fish displays are Wanutama and Sogo. This one is for the fish enthusiasts out there. Sogo. So Sogo is very interesting for its association with protest. Yes. For some, you know, it, and I think it started with the, the kind of outbreak of Reformasi at the end of the 90s, but then has gone on to be a place... It was a gathering point, yeah. Yeah, the intersection, the Sogo inter- intersection. Um, also, just closing off the uh, vintage, Kevin says Asia Jaya and Thrifty, Kimisawa. Um, and David says Phoenix Plaza is one of the worst malls. Um, Phoenix, I, I included here, not because of the love, because clearly there's not a lot of love, but um, it is very old. Phoenix Mall has been around for ages. Really? I, see, I'm not a, I'm not a Clang Valley yes, uh, yes. youth. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I've driven past it so many times. And the one time I visited, I was... Ah, amazed in in maybe a bad way, but I was amazed. We also have a voice note that's come in. This is Hey Jay. 
just wanted to give some love to um, our neighborhood malls. I'm talking about the likes of um, Chita Mall, City City Mall, KL East, uh, Malawati Mall, and so on. Uh, while I love the glitzy glam of, you know, Pavilion, TRX, KLCC, and so on, there's just something more um, approachable, less overwhelmingness quality to, to these neighborhood malls. I mean, you, you're familiar, you know, with where things are and, and the layout. Um, so you can get in, you know, go to all the places that you need to go um, and get out. Um, uh, because, you know, in these big regional malls, sometimes, you know, you, uh, you do, while it's exciting, the tenant mix, you know, there's so many shops and so many interesting shops, I would add. Um, it can sometimes, you know, uh, take a bit of effort to walk from one shop uh, to the other just because of the scale of these malls. Um, so yeah, you know, love neighborhood malls. Hey Jay, thank you so much for that. I also really love neighborhood malls and have a soft spot for it. Admittedly, I live in a part of town that has something like really seven to ten, I want to say, neighborhood malls within a three to five kilometer radius. But I, I get it. I get it. They have a different charm. Yeah. Well, I mean, my neighborhood malls, I think, maybe weren't intended to be neighborhood malls. They were really intended to be a draw for people from, you know, from far afield. Well, but not 17. 17 is a neighborhood yeah, mall. 17, yeah, 17 is very new and it's also very small. Yes. So it's just two levels of retail. It's also named after its neighborhood. <laughs> it's it's yeah. very, And you I know. regret, you know, I must say, I reg- I was hurt when they, when they did, when they, when they got rid of the park and that space. Anyway, that's an old story. I do want to say, though, uh, that I wonder how much, you know, online purchasing has put a lot of malls into distress because a lot of people don't have so much of our shopping and you don't have to go to the brick and mortar shops anymore, right? So they had to do something more to attract your attention. So Sarah is bringing that up, saying malls are always evolving and as the trends speed by from department stores anchoring the malls to specialty shops, digitalization, online shopping, to today malls being a place of experience rather than just pure shopping, they will always be different to different people. One thing is for sure, Malaysia is an oversupply. We should focus more on what's complementary to malls as well as important to our mind's health. For example, adding a great part for the community attached to the malls, a huge and experiential art gallery, performance centre, rollerblading, etc. Yeah, so I don't know what who's responsible for the oversupply. Is it the people who sign off on malls and say, yeah, you can build one? Or is it the developers who've just not had um, a sufficient sense of what is needed out there, right? And so they're just building with the hopes that they will become the, the next Wanutama. I think one of the most successful malls, right, uh, in the country. So uh, uh, the, the what do you do with those malls that are falling apart? The SS2 mall is a wonderful example. I've watched it for years. And there have been stories about what might happen, but in fact, nothing has happened. Well, Robert is suggesting that, um, he said, a few years ago, I wrote the Minister in Charge of Housing to convert empty malls into apartments, especially in the city centre. So, for example, Campbell, Patama. Are they? Okay. Uh, At least going to work won't cause a bomb. There are also schools nearby, so children don't need to spend hours commuting. Um, And I think that is certainly a good suggestion. I hesitated over Campbell and Patama because I'm not sure they're they're empty, empty. I, I haven't been in a while, admittedly, but the last time I was there, they're not maybe traditional new glitzy malls, but they have um, 
I don't know. The, the one that I'm thinking about really had decent tenancy. Yeah, so I think some of them have been repurposed with, you know, so I remember the one of the first uh, mall apartments that was shut down or kind of quarantined during COVID was, I think it's called City Plaza, something like that, that's out there near Masjid India, which has a lot of sort of Pakistani shops. And in fact, it has a food court that essentially is you know, Pakistani food. And so there are different migrant communities also that have moved into these spaces and and, uh, and the businesses as well as the food sort of reflect that, which I think is very nice. Um, just briefly, we have um, a bunch of people. Okay, Tasha says, and I wanted to pair this up with HA's voice note earlier, saying my because HA was all for neighbourhood malls. And Tasha says, my most favourite mall has to be Atria Shopping Gallery. It's very empty. They have basic amenities, cafes for breakfast, your grab-and-go drinks. Um, least to be one with Tama and KLCC. I work close by these areas during peak hours. It takes about 40 to 60 minutes to actually find a parking space. Tasha, I'm, I'm not laughing um, at you. I'm laughing with you because I, I feel that pain. Um, I also love Atria. Atria, by the way, has a very good cinema. I don't like telling people, but at the same time, I don't want them oh, to close it down. Yes, it has an excellent cinema. Um, with, I, with unusual programming? Anything art house? Uh, no, no, because they're interested in survival. <laughs> um, as, as I think that it's fair too. I mean, MBO has had a rough ride. So, um, but they are, it's new, it's clean, the screens are great, and it's always got tickets. I, I feel like I'm giving up an industry secret. But anyway, no, I, I want know, them all to survive. Yeah, you know, I like Atria too. It's not too far from me. Uh, I think I can see it from my balcony, to be honest. Uh, and it was a place where I got my vaccinations done. <laughs> See, these are the kinds of memories people form. Keep those thoughts coming. Um, best and worst malls, favourite, least favourite, you can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Bodacious, fabulous minds. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 7.20 and you're listening to Inside Story with Lynn and Sherrod and we are blitzing through the last section of our show today because we have been talking about shopping malls and people. You all have a lot to say. So we're asking you what is your favourite and least favourite mall, best and worst, that number to call double seven double three two nine hundred. Send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. If earlier we spent a lot of time on the love for Sunway Pyramid, I'm just going to say that Eddie Asman and Felicia all disagree um, with a, a repetition of things like nightmare, massive jam, crazy. So just a brief summation there of um, at least some thoughts on Sunway Pyramid. Others, meanwhile, um, loving One Utama, which I feel is a mall that I love that hasn't gotten enough shine in the show. Um, Are you kidding? It did you not. You gasped when somebody criticised it. Yes, I did. But then I didn't actually get to talk about what's great. And so, no, you know, But people... don't you establish in, in all our minds that this is something connected deeply to your childhood and growing up and aspirations. Which is not the same thing as why a mall is objectively good, right? Because it's like, it's kind of like Amcot Mall. I'm not sure I could say, you know, that Amcot Mall is... Like, am I sending someone there instead of recommending a newer mall? I don't know. But it's very important to me. I love it. Yeah, Amcom Mall is kind of a neighbourhood mall. I think it's... I must say, 
very quickly that it's all subjective. Yeah, it is very so. different. Um, Steve, Eddie and Joanne all love Wanutama uh, for a variety of reasons, including um, good retail offering, all brands under one roof, things like that. Um, Joanne, though, adds, why malls die? Everything has an expiration, just like people, I guess. Some expire quicker, some last longer. Um, just like human, if you maintain, humans, if you maintain your health and keep up with fitness, you probably live longer. Just a thought. And I think that there could be something like that, but um, the, difference, the difference here, I think, is also competition. Um, because sometimes when newer, shinier, bigger opens up, it's just hard to keep up. Yeah, and and so the question is, you know, our population growing in size, they're growing in affluence. Do we have enough of um, enough people to drive this number of malls? 175 is extraordinary. Admittedly, of varying sizes and ambitions, but do we have that? Perhaps we do. I, I don't know because you know this. Greater Klang Valley is a sprawl. It's an amazing sprawl. Uh, Dennis says, some, sending some love to Amcot Mall, perfect place for hobbyists and collectors of antiques to toys. 100% agree. Um, speaking of, we also have Aslan who says, I don't like malls without a bookstore. If the mall loses its bookstore, the mall is dead to me. I love Kino. I love MPH. And when they have cafe bookstores, oh my God, heaven. I remember getting stuck at Amcop and feeling like a, like a zombie clinging to life. And even the secondhand pay less bookstore brought energy and adventure to me. Designs matter too. I mean, if you have good design that the bookstore shares, as well, then yay, ambiance also matters. I still love the curve because it's just the right amount of people and some good eateries and at least they link to Ikea and Lotus but they've lost one bookstore and my favourite Cineplex. Maybe I'm still in mourning. Oh, maybe. You know, I'm so sad for you. But you know, I, I went to teach them all, I told you recently, and as I was exiting from the floor uh, of Jaya Grosso, which is like in the basement or the floor down, underground floor, uh, I saw a bookstore and you could see it from the top because they have a kind of like Plexiglass, uh, plexiglass uh, roof, and uh, but I didn't walk in, walk in, and so I missed that. But I might go back for that to see what it, what they're selling. Um, okay, staying close to home, at least for us here in Tamantun. V says, it's funny this topic came up because my colleague just asked where our go-to mall is today. I like Starling because it's adequate and has the necessary tenants to shop. And if I get tired, I go outside and navigate the shop lots around DU. Elaine says, I love Starling. They have everything. Easy parking, few bookstores. Few bookstores, that's a good point. Not so crowded cinema, lovely park on top, awesome food court. Yeah, I think that, you know, what's interesting about Starling is, in fact, the older retail spaces around it, right? Uh, and, and and that's quite vibrant. The food and such is, it makes the mall kind of part of an organic whole. You know, we'll probably do some version of the show again, because I have a whole thing I want to talk about um, in terms of parking and how sometimes malls in busy retail spaces actually get money and foot traffic just by virtue of serving as parking for the surrounding areas. But there is no time. Um, ooh, <laughs> I love these memories. Anwar says, K. Anwar says, Wangsa Walk, Ma Wangsa Walk Mall always has a special place in my heart. My go-to place to lip up during teenage years. Also, don't forget Justin Bieber went there once when he had a concert in Malaysia years ago. Ed, similarly, different mall but same reasons. Uh, Mid-Valley, because of the nostalgia. Being from Sremban, the only way to woo a girl um, to bring her on a date is to bring her to Mid-Valley. It is the only KL mall conveniently accessible to a Sremban folks. All the way from Sremban to Mid-Valley using KTM. You can just imagine how romantic the whole journey to and fro was. Uh, also, shout out to the B40 food court in Mid Valley, an absolute gem even to this day. Worst Mall, Times Square. 
How the Mighty Has Fallen. Now it's filled with many petty shops. Underrated mall Sungai Wang. It's like walking into a time machine. Everything looks like it's stuck in the 90s in a good way. It even smells like the 90s. Times Square, didn't they have a roller coaster? They did. Um, and it was one that swung from the inside to the outside. It was very thrilling. And then that. Did you theme- take it? I did. Oh, you're really I'm a, a roller coaster girl. I'm a roller coaster mall rat girl. I'm just a product of my childhood. What can I say? But um, I, I love the mention of shopping malls and dates. Again, we don't have time, but it is, I think, a very real, a very real point. Um, let's see. We also have. Um, Winston, who simply says, top seven malls, KLCC, Pavilion, Bukit Bintang, Mid-Valley, Sunway Pyramid, Wanutama, IOI City Mall and Bukit Jalil Pavilion. Personal favourites, Subang Parade and Amcorp Mall, um, Best Neighbourhood Mall, Main Place. So IOI Mall suffered for me, when it, at least when it first emerged, Lynn, uh, for a lack of public transport, because I don't drive. Yes. If it had public transport, if that part of... Puchong, right, uh, was, you know, and I think today it is, but it wasn't then. And and therefore I went there only once and to watch a movie. Arvin says, best mall, BSC, it's comfortable, somehow feels like the right amount of lux. Earlier, Matthew, by the way, said least favourite because he feels like he can't afford stuff. <laughs> so there you go. Um, Arvin goes on to say, Surya KLCC, not too small, not too big, Kino, the park, good for people watching. And Wanutama, it has everything, not one, but two cinemas. Parking is not great, but it's not impossible. Hates, KL Gateway, car park from hell. Um, nonsense retail mix just a stupidly designed mall and I'm not prone to use the word stupid Okay, so Kale Gateway does have a link to the LRT system, doesn't it? Yes, it does, yeah Okay, Um, But but that doesn't necessarily make it a good mall Uh, So this is the thing, right? Sometimes it feels like a waste, I think, when you have a mall that is really closely tied to public transport and therefore should, in theory, be fantastic. Um, There should be more food, there should be more things, and then it doesn't necessarily go that way. It's a waste. Well, you know, um, I guess at the end of the day, it's like running on on the spot for all these people who manage malls and try to get the footfall they need and try to create some sort of brand or some sort of sense of attachment, you know, that like you have, Lynn, for Wanutama. For you several should, malls. I, I, <laughs> I have I, attachment I for so I many don't malls. I, I don't think so. I think Wanutama has like a special place in your heart. And Atria and Amcorp, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, we have officially run out of time. Um, there are still so many messages that we didn't get to. Thank you, everybody, for getting in touch. We may revisit the show. I don't know. Um, it just feels like something that people want to talk about. So uh, keep those thoughts coming. You can send a voice note or WhatsApp, 018 Nine, tweet us at BFM Radio and just looking ahead to something happening on Wednesday how have markets normally performed in the year of the dragon could we usher in the year with greater prosperity when global markets are weighed down by uncertainties join us as we deep dive into the different key indicators that would help you navigate the financial markets with Francis Tan investment strategist with UOB tune into Wealth Advice That Matters on Wednesday 21st February at 8.45am brought to you by UOB Privilege Banking You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.